This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. Kevin Farrell here with Wilts Couture, information technology expert at New Core Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College. Also here with Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're talking about basic troubleshooting, fixing the common tech issues. What can you do if your computer is running slow? What are your phone apps not working as expected? And what can you do if your internet doesn't load websites very fast? Give us a call this morning. The phone number is one mpb ring You can ask about basic troubleshooting advice for your tech devices. The number one 672 7464 or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be back right after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at Nucor Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Today we're talking about basic troubleshooting, fixing the common tech issues. What can you do if your computer is running slow? Why are your phone apps not working as expected? And what about if the Internet is not loading up websites very quickly? You can give us a call this morning. The phone number is one eight seven seven mpb ring and ask about your basic troubleshooting advice for tech devices. The phone number is one eight seven seven. 672-7464, or you can send an email, everydaytech at mpbonline.org. If you missed part of today's show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen to uh, online at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. Uh, so good morning, Wilts. Hope that you had a good fourth. Oh, man, had a great one. Ate way too much. Yeah, we were chatting before we came on the air. Both of us uh, had uh, some watermelon, and I also had some uh, barbecue uh, and had some pecan pie for dessert. So I I did my fair share of eating. So that's always a a good fourth there. Yes, indeed. Uh, Jeremy, how were things in the Hub City on the fourth? Ah, Things were good. Uh, Hot, as usual. Um, Didn't stuff myself too much. Uh, Kept it pretty, pretty reasonable yesterday. But, uh, yeah, stayed inside all day and just played video games. So it was a great holiday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is, it's been brutally hot out there, so uh, indoor activities are, are much preferred, I would think. Uh, before we jump into things, I, I often call this executive privilege, but I have one uh, kind of thing that I thought that maybe you could help with, and that is sometimes when I surf the web, uh, especially like MSN or a, pay, a homepage that has you know a lot of news stories, I'll kind of click through and, and open tabs for the ones that I want to read. And I have come across this thing where I'm getting what is, I guess, a pop-up video or something. It sounds like an advertisement for natural gas. But I scroll down through every page on every tab, and I cannot see where this is coming from. And it is driving me absolutely crazy. So do either of you have any ideas of of what it is or or if it's possible to prevent it from happening? Are you using Chrome or Firefox? Uh, It is with uh, Internet Explorer because I don't think that I, when I use Chrome, I don't think I'm noticing it, but this is uh, Internet Explorer where it's happening. Ah, okay. Um, hmm. 
Well, I know in Chrome there's an option, like you can look up at your tabs and you can see an actual little speaker as right. which one's making noise, mm-hmm. and you can even mute that tab. I don't think that Internet Explorer has any of those bells and whistles, so unfortunately I, I, don't, I don't think I can offer much advice there. Wilt, you got anything extra? Yeah, same thing. I was thinking um, I'm, I'm a Chrome user, so I've been able to knock those back a little bit. But, yeah, Internet Explorer and some of the other ones, they're not quite as uh, – <laughs> Yeah, you caught me in there, huh? Um, yeah, they're not quite. And, you know, that's really, really aggravating. It's like, you know, it's kind of like a joke that I put out there at one point. It's like, you know, my mind is kind of like an Internet browser. There's like 10 open tabs. And where in the heck is that music coming from? <laughs> it's really aggravating that autoplay. And, and quite honestly, I'd really be curious. Maybe some of our listeners out there have tackled something on that because I honestly have not been able to tackle that one yet i can knock it out in chrome but i can't get it out in firefox or or ie yeah and like i said it does i don't think that i'm like mousing over something and as i say i I go through and every page and there doesn't appear to be any sort of video or ad playing or whatever but it really it's really annoying and it's got to the point where i've now pretty much have just i'll have just look at one thing at a time and not kind of line up my tabs like i used to do so yeah kevin i'm like you too i'll go through this okay i want to read that article and Mm -hmm. that article and that article but and and usually if i see one it pops on up and starts playing something it's like okay i'm not going to read that one because they just made me mad (laughs) 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 so we're talking go ahead uh, firefox should have the same type of thing as chrome does where you can see the little speaker on the tab and you can mute it but I don't see any option like that for Internet Explorer. All right. Well, thanks anyway. That uh, was helpful to know maybe that uh, that I'm not on it. As well said, if anyone else is, is having that sort of problem and has uh, some solutions or some suggestions, uh, feel free to give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. Six seven two seven four six four. So we're talking about basic troubleshooting, fixing common tech issues this morning. Uh, before we dive into that, though, we do have a caller on the line. So why don't we invite Catherine from Ridgeland into the conversation? Good morning, Catherine. Good morning. What's your question? Well, um, I am in the midst of a contentious divorce, and my estranged husband picked up the kids a, a couple of months ago, and. Uh, I could tell I was on my computer and it had one of those allow a new device into your, you know, network. Mm -hmm. And I did a screenshot of it and then I denied it. And that happened a couple of times um, when he was in the driveway. Um, And now um, I've, I've checked my bank account and it tells you when it's been checked and things like that and uh i noticed some funny things there that it had been my bank account had been checked online when i didn't check it and just now i uh googled some directions to a place and it routed me all the way to my husband's brother's address and i'm I feel like I'm being uh, hacked and tracked. Okay. This is uh, this is a pretty serious issue, um, especially uh, depending on the caliber of what you're dealing with here. Uh, this may be a little bit beyond the scope of our show here. But um, if you want to reduce uh, your ability to be traced, to be hacked, and so forth, um, are you using a wireless connection on your computer at home? Yes. Okay. Do you have any means of wiring in directly to your modem? Um, sure, I could do that. Okay. 
I recommend either that or going into your router and changing your wireless password because uh, when you change the password, he will no longer have access to the network if, if, if that is what's going on there. Now, uh, you want to look at your computer. You also want to see if there are any Bluetooth devices enabled or if Bluetooth itself is enabled. If that is enabled, go ahead and disable that as well. That should significantly reduce the attempts to connect to your computer. I don't know exactly what will be going on there. Uh, it's much easier just to install spyware uh, rather than have some device trying to hijack your connection. Um, let's see, Wilts, you got anything you want to add there? Well, one thing that I would go just a little bit of a step further on that maybe because um, it was it was great where you're in my mind was going straight to the change the password on your wireless network as well, but something else that just popped into my mind, which you may want to do is do a factory reset on your home wireless router and the and the reason for that is is because um, if people are are savvy, some of these things will actually allow outside remote connections to come in and manage them. And so just to make sure that you're not having any kind of stranger from outside of your home being able to access that, I would just say just reset it to a factory default. And if need be, you can always shoot us your model number over to the email, and we can help you walk through that. Um, as well as I would look at the uh, programs and features on your computer and make sure you don't see any remote control software in there like PC Anywhere, um, any kind of any Connect, Team Viewer, some of those. And, and again, um, it's a little bit hard to to just voice through it, but again, you can send us like some screenshots if you're a suspect on something. If you yeah. shoot it over to us at uh, Everyday Tech at MPBOnline dot org, uh, Jeremy and I would be more than happy to help you. You know, at least evaluate what you got going on there and, and give you some pointers. Okay, that's great. Um, my uh, estranged husband is um, uh, he's you know he works with the FCC. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've changed the password on my router, and uh, that was the first thing I did. And uh, I have a Mac, an iMac, and uh, so it uses the Bluetooth keyboard and mouse. Mm. Um, okay. And it's being tracked uh, through Louisiana. Um so, What's being tracked exactly? Well, you know, I feel like my my uh, everything that I do on my computer is being tracked because I, you know, like I pulled up Google Maps and you know it, I've, I've got screenshots of quite a few things that have been odd, um, and you know I I don't know I feel like is there a, a company here in the Jackson area that you know, somebody could come over and, and try to shore me up? Well, um, I don't know of any off the top of my head. I offer services like that myself uh, when I do come up that way. So if you want to send an email and we could set something up, that would be perfectly fine. That's not why I do this. But, uh, yeah, you definitely need uh, some more professional help. If you've already gone through and changed your passwords and stuff like that, uh, it's time to get a little more serious about what you got going on. Yeah, and I just haven't been able to find anyone who could help. Well, and also, I'm here in Jackson, too. So between me or Jeremy, we can definitely, we'd definitely love to look out for you. All right, so Catherine. Uh, put your services out there, Wilts. I know you're a busy guy. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he can definitely help you. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Catherine. And yeah, just follow up with an email, everydaytech at mpbonline.org, and our 
guys will see if they can't give you some help. That sounds like an awfully scary situation to you know to think that someone is is trying to track you and, and hack into your computer. And you know we use them so much these days that it, they're you know they're really important part of what we do. And so that is a scary situation for sure. So we're going to be talking about some basic troubleshooting, fixing common tech issues. And I thought it would be interesting to see, you know, Jeremy, you work more with consumers where, where Wilts might be more in sort of a, a business environment. Why don't we start with you, Jeremy? What are some of the more common problems that people uh, ask you about? Uh, well, uh, I have a lot of people that will bring in a non-responsive eye device like an iPad or an iPhone. Um, the most common thing that you can try, uh, the most common fix that you can try, if your phone is acting weird, is just hold down the power button and the home button and allow the, uh, the phone to, uh, to show the Apple on the screen, and that gives it a good full-on reset, and that usually fixes any problems that you have. Um, even if the iPad screen just goes black out of nowhere, um, I have a lot of people who bring in devices that they think are dead, and then we actually just end up doing that little quick reset on them, and then they're right back up and going. Now, if you have an iPhone 7, it's slightly different. I believe it's the volume down button and the power button? That is correct. Okay, yeah. All right, uh, we need to take our first break. When we get back, we're going to continue talking about fixing common tech issues. If you have a question for us today, give us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Back with more of the program after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wilts Cotrere, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. We're talking about fixing common tech issues this morning. Looking for your phone calls, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 You can email the show Everyday Tech at mpbonline.org. You know, before the break, uh, Jeremy was saying that uh, for phones and, and, and iPads and iDevices that the reboot is, is usually one of the first things to uh, kind of fix uh, common uh, problems, and that really uh, will supplies to uh, PCs as well. Why is that? Why does that work? Well, you know, um, and it's kind of like a, a running joke amongst a whole bunch of IT folks and, and even people who aren't IT folks. If you ask the IT guy or gal, what's their answer going to be? Well, turn it off, turn it back on again. And But there really is a reason that that kind of happens. And if you think about it, over the course of your computer or your tablet or your phone running throughout the day and throughout the night, eventually things just get kind of cluttered. Just imagine ourselves. You know, you're sitting there, you know, as your day goes on, you get more and more things that are cluttering your mind. And, and how good it would be if you could just kind of, oh, I don't know, 
go home, take a little bit of a nap and allow your brain just to kind of reset. And quite honestly, it's the same thing with your technology. Sometimes there's just so much cluttering in there. You can't say exactly which item in there is actually slowing it up or causing it to, to foul up. But just simply letting it go to sleep and wake back up, just just like us, can really make all the difference in the world. And that's why, you know, all of us uh, computer nerds out there, that's usually our first advice. As a matter of fact, you call my cell phone. It's even on my voicemail message. <laughs> and another thing you want to add on that is uh, the way that memory works inside a computer. When it has uh, electricity going through it, it's holding on to whatever you've told it to load in as far as programs that you've opened and so forth. But when you turn the power off, it clears that memory out fully and gives it a chance to just start fresh. And I guess the reason it's, it's, it does hold on is so that it, it can work quicker. Absolutely. Right, right. It's there when you need it. Um, yeah, and another analogy I've always kind of used, just imagine on your desk, you're sitting there, you're working all day, and at some point during the day, you had you a really nice tuna fish sandwich. Well, as the work goes on throughout the day, you may have thrown some more papers on top of that tuna fish sandwich, and you know what happens to a tuna fish sandwich after enough time. It stinks. Now, you're not really quite sure where that tuna fish sandwich is at, but just sweeping it all <laughs> off the desk makes all of a sudden the stink go away. So I don't know. How I, had, I had to just throw that analogy out there. Now I'm hungry. I always eat my tuna sandwich before I put it down. <laughs> but, you know, I've noticed that especially with phone apps is the idea of just, re, you know, closing them and opening them back up. That really does help out a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. It does miracles. We've got a caller on the line, so why don't we invite uh, Charles from Jackson into the program. Good morning, Charles. Go ahead, please. Thank you. Good morning. I have a small HD radio, which I bought specifically so I could listen to MPB music radio. Great choice. Okay. It, when, I, when I switch it to, to uh, the music uh, channel, it comes on and stays on about five seconds. And then it goes off. And then this goes on periodically uh, as long as I have it on. Strangely enough, if I hold the radio, it works continuously. The music radio works continuously. But then when I put it down, it, it, it does this off and on thing that, that will not play continuously for more than, I'd say, 10 seconds at the most. Any suggestions? So I'm, I'm having a little trouble understanding exactly what you got going on here. Um, is it the radio signal or is it the radio itself that's cutting on and off? I think it must be the, the radio signal. I get think radio completely clearly with never any interruptions at all. Mm -hmm. But when I switch to music radio, it's it's goes on and off and on and off and will not stay on continuously. And it doesn't matter which channel you're on. You can you can surf and find one that even sounds clear and will not surf. rain. I don't surf. I just it's on MPB all the time. So it's either MPB Think Radio or mm -hmm. Music Radio. But I can't use the Music Radio because it won't stay on more than a few seconds. But then wow, it'll that's... come back on at some later time for five to ten seconds and then go off again. But Think Radio comes through clear as a bell. Absolutely clearly. Wow, that is strange. Yeah, that is. Because uh, at, at, at first my mind went straight toward, oh, we have, an, we have an Internet, you know, blinking issue here. But if one side's, well, obviously the radio just seems to like us on Think Radio that much better. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that might be a... a that might be a question, Jeremy. We might need to run past maybe some of the uh, the MPB music radio folks, see if they might have heard that with some other uh, 
customers that there's something, maybe some kind of setting we need to point them toward on the radio or something. I have a friend who has an identical radio and has the identical problem huh? with music radio. Well, you did mention it's an HD. I wonder if there's a problem with the HD signal or if we've... um, I know like with like weather radios and such, you can actually flip them to one, you know, to to different channels of sorts behind the scenes. I don't know. I think we might need to bounce this by some of the radio guys. Charles, do you... Do you have an email account that you could email us with that? Because I would like our uh, director, Jason Klein, to, to jump into this, too, because that sounds like a, a really – it's a problem that we'd like to help you f- fix. Okay, th- that would be great. Okay. I'm a great music lover and was so interested in, in being able to access the, new, the music radio. So if you want to just email everydaytech at mpbonline.org, and we'll see if we can't uh, get you assistance on that. I've got it. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks for the call, Charles. Thank you, Charles. Now, since we're on like a common problem-solving show, um, we should say that when you have two devices like that that are experiencing the same problems, it's got to be either on the radio end or more likely, I'm thinking it's something to do with the manufacturer. Maybe they put a bad chip in that in that radio or something that is that is a super strange issue yeah that's uh if it, if it was just one if he would have said the uh an identical one is not doing that that would have uh that would have led us down a different troubleshooting path definitely this is everyday tech we're talking about fixing common tech issues this morning and looking for your phone call the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring it's one eight seven seven six seven two 7464 or send us an email everydaytech at mpbonline.org. So Jeremy told us a couple of his kind of basic uh, computer problems that he's often asked to help fix. Uh, Wilts, how about you? Well, the biggest one I usually end up hearing is my computer's going slow. You know, uh, I think you, that was one of the things we, we headed off this show with. That is the most common problem that I hear about. And it can sometimes be fairly easy to address. Uh, a lot of times, this is actually something I addressed pretty heavily in my first book, was talking about computers going slow. And it is, um, it could be, have you installed, you know, maybe a bad program, maybe a uh, something needs an update. Uh, phones, phones are notorious for this. You'll get an app that'll kind of slow something down. So the first thing you do is you look at, what do you have installed? What might you have installed recently that could slow it down? Um, if you're on your computer, internet, uh, what am I trying to think? Toolbars. Oh, toolbars will definitely make things go a lot slower. But generally, I found when people are complaining about a computer being slow, yeah, the reboot may help, but a lot of times it has to do with something in that programs, you know, add and remove programs that they've installed in there that may or may not be causing the problem. I know uh, Jeremy and I have discussed this quite a bit in the past. Some antivirus programs can even cause your problem. That's why we generally lean people more toward like your Avast and your Averis and some of those. They're a little bit more efficient. Some of your commercial offerings out there can actually be, you know, you think you're doing the right thing for your computer, but you could actually be actually adding to the problem. So, And I know that sometimes if you have more than one antivirus program, do they not sometimes almost like attack each other and that can cause problems? Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like two dogs just sitting there fighting back and forth at it. You definitely don't want to have more than one of those programs going. This is Everyday Tech. We're looking for your phone calls this morning on basic tech issues, uh, Some fixing those basic tech problems. It's one uh, mpb ring one 672 or email the show everydaytech at mpbonline.org. 
Uh, Jeremy, what are some other common problems that, that uh, folks at the, your shop uh, ask about? Well, we definitely get the slow computer a lot, and we have a good rule of thumb around here. When you go through your ad remove programs, like Wilt said, if it's got the word toolbar next to it, get rid of it. It's garbage. Um, another thing that we'll do is we will run uh, CCleaner, which is a great program that will go in and it will clean up all your temporary Internet files, all your cookies, your cache, all that stuff. And that typically helps a lot with speed issues. Now, of course, there are speed issues that won't be fixed easily, but usually by going through and removing your programs like that and cleaning up your temporary files, you should notice uh, some speed increase, if not drastic speed increase. If you don't, then you likely have a memory problem. And how would you address a memory problem? Well, uh, usually what I do is I get the computer on my bench, and uh, most computers come with two sticks of RAM in them now. Uh, it's actually really easy on a lot of these laptops uh, to remove the little panel off the bottom and just pull one of the little sticks out and leave the other one in. If your computer boots up and everything runs fine, then you've identified a faulty RAM stick. If, uh, if it doesn't turn on or it gives you problems, then... Again, you've identified a faulty RAM stick. So either you take one out and uh, try both of them out in the computer and see how it performs. That's a good way to do it. Now, there are programs that can run tests on memory. Memory tests take forever. So it's a lot easier just to swap it out with one that works or uh, to take one out if you have two. Now, uh, you want to be real careful about touching components inside your computer on the bottom. But um, usually there's a little panel. And it just has one screw in it, and you just pull that screw out, and then you'll be looking at two little computer chips. They're usually green with little black rectangles on them. And there's two little arms on the sides of the memory module, and you just pull those apart, and the module just kind of flops forward. So that you can try. Now, if you're not feeling squirrely, definitely uh, take it to a professional and get them to check it out. But usually that's a pretty easy test. Okay. Uh, looks like we got a number of folks that want to uh, talk about the music radio issue. Let's uh, begin uh, with Joanne in Poplarville. Good morning, Joanne. Go ahead. Hi. You all were talking about a problem with the HD radio right. on the music channel. I know the answer. I'm surprised y'all don't. Okay. What is it? It's your signal. The way those HD uh, radios work, old-timey radios would give static. If the signal was bad, the HD radios just cut out. Mm -hmm. And so I have it. I have that problem all the time. I'm sure everybody else that has those radios has that problem. If they're not just sitting right next door to the station, I'm in Poplarville. So I'm probably pretty far from your tower, but I do have an antenna, and I get your regular talk radio thing fine. But it's the same deal. And what has happened in New Orleans, they finally figured this out. And they have a whole FM station for music, which is so popular in New Orleans. And unfortunately, it only gets to about Slidell hmm. from their tower. But if you all could either boost your signal or just cut it out and get a plain old FM music station. All right, uh, Joanne, thanks for the call. Good thought that it's true is that the digital does not have static. You either get the signal or you don't. There's no loss of signal like that. So uh, Joanne brings up a good point. We actually have another caller who wants to talk about the music radio, and that's John in Columbia. Good morning, John. Go ahead, please. Hi. hi. Um, Joanne is actually exactly right. What it is is 
talk radio, this the uh, sync radio comes in over an analog signal, and music radio is a digital side carrier of that. And it's just like your internet. If you're not, if you don't have enough signal, your uh, data rate is not fast enough to actually make it work. So it is going to be a signal strength issue. An external antenna might work with uh, the radio or possibly getting closer to the station. All right. Thanks, John, for that. Uh, We need to take another quick break. When we return, we're talking today about fixing common tech issues. Give us a call if you'd like to join the conversation at 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. Or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Back with more of the show after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here today with uh, Wilts Cotrere, information technology expert at Nucor Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. We're doing some basic troubleshooting on the show this morning, trying to fix some common tech issues that you might have. If you'd like to join the conversation with your question, the number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464, or send an email to everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Let's uh, start again in Meridian. Clay's on the line. Good morning, Clay. Go ahead, please. Good morning. I, uh, I wanted to share something that I discovered that uh, made a huge difference in the performance of my Windows machines, Okay. especially the ones that come with the free version of Windows. Um, there's a simple registry hack that you can do that cuts off Cortana. And uh, normally you can't turn it off in the new version, but uh, there's it takes maybe five minutes to go into the registry. It's not necessarily for the faint of heart, but it's like getting a new machine when you kill Cortana. It just it's unbelievable how much resource it frees up in the machine, and it goes so much faster. The search bar still works as far as searching the apps and things, but no longer is Cortana monitoring everything that you do, trying to interpret what you said. So if you don't use Cortana, just killing it all together can give you a tremendous amount of machine back. I would definitely agree. I've done that exact same thing. Actually, that's a uh, that's a great point there, Clay. And, and really what you just did is you gave me an excellent idea for our blog post today. And I think I'll go ahead and put that uh, set of instructions will. in there because you're absolutely right. That made a huge difference for us. Thank you. Yeah, I was amazed at how much it speed up the machine. Oh, uh, thank you, and I'm enjoying the show. All right, good All right, to hear from you, Clay. Clay. Thanks for the call. And Cortana, I guess, is Alexis Siri. It's one of those supposedly helpful uh, digital assistants. Yeah, and I think it has really good intentions. I mean, I was kind of a, you know, a little history onto it. Cortana is actually a character in the Microsoft Halo 
line of games. It was actually the digital assistant in a video game, and they just kind of brought it out <laughs> to Windows. Um, but it, but just like Clay mentioned, it eats up a lot of resources. And if you're not using it, if you're not talking to your computer to get um, commands going, really, I've me honestly, I've not really found a use for it, and therefore I just turn it off. I'd, I'd rather have those few extra cycles back for actually processing stuff. All right. Yeah. I always kind of forget about Cortana because I, I turn off all that stuff like right out the gate. When I first set up Windows 10, it was like, use Cortana? No, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we feel bad. Is it a her, I guess? And that's the other thing. I guess. It is a her. Okay. And, and it's, it's a really, you know, she's a really nice character in the video game, too. I mean, she's really helpful. <laughs> My Siri, by the way, is a male. I switched the uh, voice on it, but uh, which I, I don't know that everybody knows you can do that, but I, I did, so... I like him better than her, I guess. <laughs> well, I'm so used to my wife bossing me around in the house, you know, so it's just, you know, I'm voice to, between her and my daughter, I, I take, take my order somewhere. Although they, I think there was the, the, the anniversary of the release of the first iPhone the other day, so I wished uh, Siri a happy birthday, and he claimed it, he, it was not his birthday, and he did not know when his birthday was. So <laughs> I tried. <laughs> Next up on the line, we've got our friend Alan from Brandon. Good morning, Alan. Go ahead. Uh, hey, Kevin, Jeremy, and Will, how y'all doing? Man, Good. wonderful, hey, Alan. How are you? I, I don't really have a, a, a technical question, but mine's more about operations and stuff. I'm, I just wanted to survey the, the experts. I, I've noticed, I've been using computers ever since 1981, so, you know, I, I've had my share of I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of automatic updates. I'll just say right off the bat, I don't have my iPhone automatic updates turned on because I, I like to control the process. But but what is it with these apps updating all the time? I mean, I, I know sometimes things really need to be done for security reasons, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I'm just struck. I mean, these things are nothing more than computers like we've always had. My my computer programs didn't used to get updated every darn week. I, I, I don't really understand why these apps on the phones update so often. I'm just curious, do, do all y'all have that stuff turned on to automatically update? Or No. Do, 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 I mean, do, do you like to, to kind of learn the user interface and, and, and not have to have it change, you know, every few days? Uh, I, I was just I, curious. I, I, I'm just real... I just wanted to get y'all's thoughts about the process and, and, and why they update so often. I mean... Uh, well, I, I have a theory on why they're updating so often. That is that Unlike, I guess we can just say, yeah, we can say it, we're old enough. The old days, before a product was actually put out there, they had to actually go through some uh, some R&D. They had to actually develop it and turn out a complete product. And I think what we have, in my opinion, today is, I, I call it kind of like the video game syndrome. It's like, okay, we're going to go ahead and release this on out there, and then we'll fix it. They they kind of, I think things are being released too early, and and as a result, being released incompletely. The user's just a big beta tester, in other words. Exactly, exactly. And that, that's just, you know, um, you know, even me, for example, right now, I'm running the iOS 11 beta. And I will tell you all, if you're not already running it, it is buggy. It's kind of cool, but I'm having all kinds of little weird, I keep on reporting weird problems to Apple. But, you know, I see that exact same thing. I mean, I like playing Xbox games, and I've seen that so many times when, you know, waiting for this new game, been waiting a couple of years for this game, all of a sudden the game releases... And within two or three days, they're putting a huge patch out for it because this is messed up and this is messed up and this is messed up. And that just tells me, it's like, look, you're rushing to market too soon. We wouldn't accept that in cars, but we're accepting that in our software. And, and it's just, it's a, um, you know, it's just, it's an ongoing problem. And I don't know what the answer actually is. Well, I know what the answer is to it, but it wouldn't be a popular answer. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't think I was alone because I've talked to people, and, and some of them are running, like, two versions back of iOS and stuff. So, I mean, you can only do that for so long. But, uh, I mean, there's a certain amount of comfort in, in learning a, an interface and, and knowing the product and stuff. I mean, it is for me. I guess I'm a dinosaur now, but uh, <laughs> but whatever. But, you know, it, 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 it's, it's like the people that have been your constant users just, they get swept under the rug whenever they come out with something new. It's like, well, we, we, we need to add all these new features, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I just want the old features to work like, like I've learned. You know? <laughs> See, just make what's currently out work, dang it. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, well, that's all I need. So thanks so much. I enjoy the program. And thanks to you guys, uh, your expertise and your help. We all right. really appreciate it. Good to hear from you, Alan. Thanks yes, for the call. Indeed. Thank you. Uh, Jeremy, any thoughts? Yes. Uh, I wanted to add that a lot of the time you see those updates is because you've got all these little bitty companies that roll out their updates whenever they can. So if there was like some set schedule that everybody was on, you wouldn't see them as much. But it, it, literally you have individual companies just rolling out their updates when, when, when possible for them. Um, so as far as like your big uh, companies like Microsoft, Apple, Google, all of them, they roll out their updates on more of a schedule, I guess. You know, you kind of know it's coming, whereas with your little apps and stuff, they don't tell you, hey, there's a new update coming. They just roll it out to everybody. And if you're an Android user, that's especially a major deal with updates because there are so many different phones and so many different versions of Android. So when they go to fix an app, it may not necessarily change anything on your phone, but it's fixing it for anybody else with a different device. So I know that can be troublesome. In fact, the other day I just uh, updated my laptop, uh, which is running Windows 10, and after I ran the update, my screen was sideways, uh, just inexplicably just sideways, and it was like rotation locked. So I couldn't even tilt it to get it to go back the way it was. I had to go into my settings and tell it to, to flip it around. And why did that happen after an update? No idea. But I'm in the same boat. Um, generally, I hold off when it comes to updates until I've made sure, you know, they, they work real well. Like, uh, we're going to get an update for um, OS 10 coming soon on our Macs, and I won't be installing that update on my primary Mac until about six months to a year after so they can get all the bugs and stuff worked out of it. And, you know, Wilts, I still agree with what you say, because every time my phone updates an app, I always like to see where that you can click on, you know, what's up and updated. Right. And invariably, it's minor bug fixes. Yeah, it's constantly minor bug, minor bug, minor bug. And by the way, that screen flipping, Jeremy, that's what's known as an undocumented feature. <laughs> you didn't know you needed it, but now you do. You know, and, and um, you know, business worldwide was... Um, we had to watch out for that a lot as well because, you know, well, like you said, Microsoft, I think one of the best things Microsoft did, they used to just randomly, you know, push the updates out. Now we get, you know, what we call Patch Tuesday, which, you know, it's the same Tuesday every month. I think, was it the second Tuesday of the month? First, Yeah, I believe so. And, and, you know, so you can count on that's when Microsoft updates are coming on out. Very, very rarely do they do what's called an out-of-band or break that particular cycle. Um, last case of that was whenever the WannaCry um, malware came out. They did what's called an out-of-band. They released an update outside of that Patch Tuesday. But I think really that consistency really helped because I'm kind of, um, you know, I get frustrated with that too. But yeah, I generally let my apps on my iPhone update, but I don't let the operating system itself update. I figure, you know, um, I don't, just because I just don't feel like honestly managing it all dang day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it, every time you put those updates in, you're like, all right, let me spend the rest of this day fixing what it breaks. <laughs> well, exactly. And Microsoft is terrible. I, I'm kind of like you. Like Whenever a new Microsoft 
patch or whatever comes out, like up in the office, we don't just release those out there because you don't know what else is going to break. What else have you built in in the business to actually go on that? And we have seen it break a few things before. So, oh, absolutely. We need to take one final break this hour. When we get back. We've got John in Memphis holding on with an iPhone question, and we got some open phone lines ready for your questions this morning. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'll be back with more everyday tech after this. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Wilts Cotrere, information technology expert at Nucor Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. We're talking about basic troubleshooting, helping you fix some common tech problems this morning. And we've got some callers on the line, so let's begin again in Memphis. John has a question for us. Go ahead, John. Uh, yes, uh, I have been using the iPhone since it first came out when we were on our 2.0, and I'm all the way up to the uh, 7. So I absolutely love the iPhone, and I use it for my business. And my, my question is, is how can I make a suggestion to Apple or to the iPhone manufacturer on an, on an update, on, a, on an idea that I have that I keep waiting to, that I'm surprised that it doesn't always already do? And what I'm wanting to do is to have a link from the customer file so that you can click when you pull up one of your customers in your iPhone, you can say schedule an appointment and it will carry all that information over to the calendar and schedule an appointment instead of having to type it in twice when you make an appointment uh, for somebody in your database. Almost like a CRM type of functionality? Yes. Um, and, I, and I mean, and it may already do that. I don't know if you already, but I, I have searched and I cannot find any way to uh, make it do that. I have to put it in my database in my phone, and then I have to type this information over again on my calendar. And I and just before you say this, I have found apps that will do that, but the problem with having an app do that is that I have to have that I have to constantly update my app database. Um, I want to be able to use the iPhone database that I've already got established instead of having to update it constantly every time I add a new phone number. I have not seen that function. I guarantee you some of our sales folks up at the office would love that as well because they all use iPhones. It, it would be a wonderful thing. And, and I have looked on the Internet, on Google, and, and I actually found a website that, that submitted an idea, and I've submitted it two or three times, keep thinking that someone will call me, but and, I, and I'm thinking, well, they must think it's a bogus suggestion, so... I don't know how to make that suggestion to Apple. Well, I will tell you, Apple is um, Apple is tough to get feedback from, and I don't. And you know, just I guess just playing a little bit of devil's advocate. I mean, I guess I have to understand that a little bit. I mean, they probably receive more than their share of email. Right. Um, 
Personally, I would just kind of keep it going and maybe, you know, um, I do know that Apple is notorious for actually following um, news feeds and such. So like, you know, on some of the more, even not necessarily just the official ones, but the 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 larger news boards, uh, you know, case in point, back when the iPod first released and the iPhone first released. You know, there were a lot of struggles with those devices, and they had a lot of shortcomings. And the thing that I've always said that was really cool that Apple did is they actually, instead of just trying to squash that negative press they were getting, they actually paid attention to the negative press and did something on it. And since then, they are very good at monitoring those. So I would almost say getting some conversations, maybe going in their forums on the Apple side itself. Uh, I do know that their folks do, you know, pick up on that quite a bit and that would be something i think if you got if you could add more people's voice to your voice that just makes it that much more powerful right do you think visiting the uh the apple store do you think i would have any kind of contact through the i've, I've never gone by the apple store to make that suggestion do you, do no. you think that would just be a bunch of people that would be like no i don't know what to do yeah i think what you're really dealing with there i mean quite honestly um is you know consumer break fix type of thing, and there really wouldn't oh. be that that feedback straight into the corporate level, which is where you're really wanting to go to. Okay. I would say too, participating in some of their beta programs, like like I mentioned, I'm using the iOS 11 beta. And oh, as well, a, I heard you say that, and that's what made me think. Well, I, I would I'd love to get into something like that. How do, how do you get into there? Well, I tell you, what, I'll put that on the blog post as well because it's uh, an article. You just actually go to their website and you register your iTunes ID for it okay. you visit a web page and let you go but what it also does is it gives you uh, i have now a feedback function and that's you know for us to give feedback on our experiences with the uh well, the beta so that may be something back in your suggestion sure <laughs> sure i'll put it in there for you i mean if you get credit for it that's great i just want the phone to do it <laughs> exactly yeah no definitely that sounds great and like i said i'll put uh, I, I will make another blog post as well regarding how to get into the beta if anyone is curious again i will reiterate I'm running 11.0 on it right now, and it is kind of buggy, so it's not for someone you know right. that's not willing to kind of massage it a little bit. Well, every time I get an update, that's the first thing I check to see if someone's done it. And I, I, honestly, I cannot believe that someone hasn't said, hey, let's just make the database from the customer file transfer right over. It could be right into the where it says share this link and then just share it right over to your calendar, and then, it would just, and then you just establish a time and everything's there. Yeah. All right, John, thanks for your call. Good uh, call there. Let's uh, move next to uh, Sharon in Mobile. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. I have a question. Uh, this may sound a little dumb, but is there antiviral um, wear for iPhones and iPads? Not not really because, um, and, and I, I sometimes cringe when I'm about to make this statement, but it's just honestly the truth. As long as you're not jailbreaking or modifying your phone beyond factory, there's honestly not much of a need for it. Okay, that's awesome. Um, I've been seeing, you know, with all the new um, malware and everything, and using the iPhone and the iPad more as the computer quote these days, did I need protection? And I've never seen anything on it, uh, like a Norton or anything, but I, I just wasn't sure. Yeah, Apple actually, with them having the control they do over the iTunes store for official apps, they keep a lot of um, the low-hanging fruit garbage out of there, essentially. And it's a very closed system, and they don't let other people go in there and mess with it. So as long as you're not messing with it beyond the factory settings, right? Um, yeah, you're actually fairly safe. Great. That will give me some reassurance. Thank All right. you. Thanks All right, for the call, sure. Sharon. Let's get uh, – go ahead, Jeremy. Um, yeah, um, there are a lot of people or hackers that will use cheap tricks to pop up little 
your iPhone that'll make you think that you have a virus, but it's just a web page gone uh, rogue. It's it's not actually something that's infected your phone. So usually closing out of that app or giving it the old reboot will usually get rid of that problem. All right. One final call to get to this hour, and it's uh, Tyler in Flowood. Good morning, Tyler. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all doing? Good. Wonderful. Hey, I was just uh, coming and seeing how y'all like, uh, like the afternoon without Sharita. Oh, it's definitely... Like it. It's definitely uh, it's definitely yeah, different. Yeah. We miss us some Sharita now. Thanks for that call. Uh, we've got a couple of minutes, uh, Jeremy, before your poem. Uh, and one of the I'm going to uh, my favorite spot in the summertime, the beach this weekend to see uh, the uh, Blue Angels Air Show. Ooh. And you know the idea of a wet cell phone and what you should do. But my thing is, how wet is wet? And, and for instance, if I'm walking down the beach and maybe I have uh, the my phone in my pocket and get a you know a rogue wave, it will splash where it gets to be moist, but not can, not soaked. Um, do they put? Will they tolerate a little bit of moisture before you you run into problems? I guess is the question. A little bit. Uh, it's going to depend on uh, which side of it got soaked. If you if you got water or moisture up in your charge port, uh, that's definitely bad. Um, on the Samsung devices, they have technology in there that monitors when it's moist and it will not allow any any uh, communication at all until it's dried out. So uh, really and truthfully, just about any moisture is too much. Um, it, definitely, if you get your device wet, do not try to turn it on. Give it plenty of time to dry out. And if it, if it is on, turn it off. That's the best advice I can give. Yeah, and what about like uh, I know we've discussed this a little bit before. I don't know if you want to go into it just a tad bit more about the old um, rice. The you know once it gets wet, what do you typically tell some of your customers down there when they're getting a wet phone? Well, it depends. I mean, we had a client that dropped his in a, a bowl when he was uh, he was watering his dogs, and um, he brought it right over immediately after he dropped it in, and we were able to open it up, blow the water out of it, clean it up real good, and he had his phone back that day. But what a lot of people do is, you know, it goes swimming in the creek, and then they, they try to put it in the rice for several days. But there's moisture inside that phone that has to get out, and that rice isn't going to help that get out. you got to either blow it out or uh, pull the components out and actually dry it out. All right, so Jeremy, time for your poem. All right. Today we gave tricks of the trade. To help with those common tech issues, the infamous power cycle will save you tissues. 99 out of 100, these are the fixes that will save you a bundle and prevent further hitches. All right. Awesome. Good way to end the show. Uh, that's going to wrap us up for this week. You've been listening to Everyday Tech. Our producer today was Liz Gill, and a phone screener was Patrick Price. Uh, if you missed part of the show or want to hear a past episode, one way that you can do it is to go to our website, mpbonline.org slash everydaytech, or you could subscribe to our podcast. So for Wilts Contreras and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Kevin Farrell. Stay tuned. The original Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo is next. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. 
To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.